we forget that we're a girl band. We're just a band to ourselves. Yeah. You know, we just like, okay, we're in the dressing room, 10 minutes till showtime. We're just, you know. We just and I walk like on stage. Yeah, I don't think like I'm a girl drummer. I just I walk, I'm just a drummer. I go on stage, <laughs> exactly. whether I'm a girl or a guy, I just go up there and play. introduction this week no thank you okay uh hi there listeners welcome once more to can i pod with madness uh your favorite kerrang based podcast since the guy that did kerrang back issues has stopped doing it has he stopped doing it yeah mm-hmm. um so it's just all us that... <laughs> good <laughs> job we've taken the crown um by default, this is winning by default. Be default. Uh, how are you? Um, very well, thank you. You? Good. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm happy to see you. Ah, that's um, nice. So uh, last time we recorded, we didn't even get to the Kerrang, did we? No. No, but you know, um, that's fine. That's fine. We shouldn't set unrealistic goals. Um, no. Are you going to talk about what you've been up to since we last? Because you always say, what have you been up to since we last? <laughs> well, I haven't been up to anything. Yes, you have. What have I been up to? We went to a comedy Oh, thing. yeah. But, yeah. That very night. Because that's why we finished early. Oh, that's right. where we went. We went to a comedy night. Do you want to talk about that? Um, yeah. We went to a um, stand-up comedy night um, with a... Guy called uh, Mark Simmons. And it was very good, wasn't it? Uh, well, I was waiting for you to fill him. Yeah. Um, I think you found him on Instagram or something or Facebook. Facebook. And we thought, yeah, what the fuck, whatever. We'll go and see it. It's cheap. Was it cheap? It was cheap, wasn't it? Um, and uh, yeah. Well, what glowing uh, start. <laughs> well, I mean, I thought, oh, this guy's funny. And he's touring, so go and see him. I didn't quite put the spin on it that you did just then. <laughs> but you you said it was better than you thought it'd be. We thought we well, thought oh yeah. I'm sure it'd be fine, but he I was really good. Saw his stuff on Facebook and liked it. But then it was even funnier when we went to see him. So yeah. uh And he just he just does like um like the sort of audience interaction stuff on his socials, doesn't yeah. he? He doesn't actually put his actual material. But no. uh yeah. Heartily so, and endorsed. And they've got a podcast. Yeah, jokes, jokes with, Mark. with Mark. Yeah, I listened to an episode the other day yeah. with uh, Jack Skipper, which oh, yeah, is the one, yeah, yeah, the one yeah. that you pointed me in the, in the direction yeah, of. So there's your the there's your pod there's your and comedy recommendation. Pod and comedy recommendations. Have you got any more recommendations? Um, watch the Lost Boys. <laughs> do you want to do a dedicated Lost Boys podcast sometime? I think we should. Yeah, mm. I think we should. Um, I'm not sure I can speak coherently. Coherently? I don't mean, do I mean that? Um, eloquently, maybe. I don't know whether I can speak eloquently about it. Uh, I'm sure you can. I'm sure you've seen it enough times to, you know, have plenty to say. And it's Oh, I've got plenty to say. <laughs> 
it's slap bang in our uh Uber. Well, in our era, isn't it? If Can we're we not covering... say Uber because that's way posher. <laughs> I don't think that's even the right uh maybe that's not even the right pronunciation nor use of the word, but I've just said it, so suck it. I th- I think if you want to look at our oeuvre... I mean, saying I've just said it, so suck it is definitely more that's how I talk than trying to pretend that I use words other than suck it. S- suck our oeuvre. Suck our oeuvre. There's your title. <laughs> There's your title for the week. Um, yeah, no, era-wise, it's slap bang in the middle of what we are normally talking about. It's 87, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. I got distracted because I was looking at the um, pretzels I've just brought up. <laughs> I brought pretzels up, and it's I can't obviously eat them while we're doing this because you'll just hear me chewing, which is awful. So I'm just now upset that they're sitting next to me and I can't eat them. There's a um, one of one of the Kevin Smith movies. I think it's Dogma, and there's two commentaries. There's the commentary with like writer, director and actors and there's a com- there's a technical commentary and throughout the technical commentary they're just eating all the way through it and you, all you can hear is like masticating. Right. <laughs> like they're eat- they're eating like Doritos and stuff and it's just it's pretty gross. Yeah. So, so I won't do that. If anyone wants that, obviously right no. in and we'll, it's in some sort of fetish channel. We'll consider it ASMR shit. No, that's whispering and doing this on the and then, like, tapping my phone and stuff. That's, that's ASMR. Um, we use Horses. Calm. And we ca- do use Calm. Calm has got some ASMR. Yeah, I haven't ventured. I, I, that's freak. I, I think I have an issue with uh, noises and ASMR in Calm would be like some sort of nightmare torture, I think. Yeah. To listen to some whisk because whispering freaks me out when it's just a human being next to me. But whispering by some random in my ear when I'm trying to sleep will be uh, horrific. It's horrific. I didn't enjoy it when I tried it and I quickly turned it off. <laughs> um, but if you'd like that kind of thing, uh, go on calm and uh, listen to the, some, some of their ASMR shit. Or listen to all the other stuff they've got. All the other stuff, yeah, which isn't their ASMR. Stories. Um, What's your... Bedtime stories. What's your favourite record that's got whispering in it? I don't know. Well, I'll let you you ruminate on that one. Because there's loads of of records that must have, like, someone whispering in the background. Like Riders on the Storm, you know, along with the lead vocal, there's like a... He's whispering along on, you know, double tracked. Like Twilight Zone by uh, Rush. I think that's got whispering on. But I've, I think we've established I don't like whispering. <laughs> but there must be some records that have got I, a bit of whispering. Hate, I'm, let it go on record. I hate whispering. <laughs> so there. It's not okay. interesting. It's not funny, but it's true. So don't come at me whispering. That's your um, that's your Achilles heel. Maybe I think it's more whispering when I when it's it, actually if you whisper to me now it's fine, but if you were like in another room, whispering to myself, yeah, whispering to yourself, <laughs> or whispering to someone else while I'm in the room, right? 
I mean, obviously, it's impolite That's at best. And creepy. But it's creepy, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I don't like it. All right. So in a, in a break from our tradition, should, do you want to actually look at some crying? Yes, yes, for the love of God. Did you read the music papers from the back and to the front? Okay, so we're looking at Kerrang number 225. Okay. Which is from February the 11th, 1989. Nice. Okay, and on the cover, we've got her at a vixen. Um, and the headline is, On Your Feet or On Your Knees. I thought it was Vince Neil. <laughs> I was about to say, no, it's not. The I'm same hair. Uh, vixen Go Down on Britain feature and tour Ooh, dates inside. Matron. So, I mean... You'll see it if you look at our Instagram. Uh, she's sort of on her knees and singing, and she's doing the sort of rock, like, you know, the the fist of, you know, she really means it. The fist of she really means it. But I've got a problem with Vixen Go Down on Britain, right? Because just because they're girls, they are suggesting that, you know. Yeah. So, the, you know, the casual sexism has started early. <laughs> I would, if I was a betting man, I'd wager that Paul Stanley has gone down on more people than all the members of Vixen put together. But they'd never put no. that on a Kiss cover, would they? So, you know, 89 different times. Uh, also inside, we've got Cruise, Mammoth, Choir Boys, Gary Moore, Malaya Rage, Private Life and Slave Raider. And April UK gigs for Wasp. Nice. So that's exciting, isn't it? You can and- say what you said about... Paul Stanley <laughs> over there. Um, I would no, say, just, just say it. Paul Stanley's voice is perhaps not quite as good as it used to be in the 70s. <laughs> and I think last time we went to see them, he, he announced from the stage that they don't play to back in tapes. They're not like You're miming such along. A bitch. It's four guys. There's no tapes. There's no background vocals. There's nobody under the stage playing other parts. It's just us. This is what rock and roll is all about, people. No, go on. Say what you because it just sounds like you're being mean to him. Explain what you were saying. I was saying if they have got backing tapes, I don't want <laughs> what fucking wounded animal they've recorded. <sighs> you bitch. No, I love him. He's a he's a great performer. He's a great front this man. This came about. I found out that you felt like this by accident because we were talking about um, Heart going on tour. Yeah. And we were talking about possibly going to see Heart. And I said, can they still sing? And then you said, some, I can't remember the words you used, but it was something like, you said, "Then well, they're not Paul Stanley. And I said, but they're not um, Vince Neil or Dave Lee Roth. And like, obviously, no offence to uh, Dave Lee Roth or Vince Neil. They can both sing better than I ever could now they they can now but obviously they've you know um go, people are aware that their voice doesn't sound the well, same everyone anymore everyone gets right? older yeah 
obviously, you know. Shut up. I'm not, I'm not having a go. Listen, right? And I thought you were using a scale of, I was saying Dave Lee Roth and Vince Neil as perhaps not great. And you were using Paul Stanley as an example of good. Don't want to wait till you know me better. Then it transpired. You were you were saying you were shit. Absolutely outrageous. Well, he spent no, it's outrageous. He spent three decades rock and rolling all night and partying every day, and it's taken toll on his voice. You know, <laughs> there's very out, few people of that I'm generation outraged. who've still got like 100 percent of pipes. We've all seen funny videos of Vince Neil. To be fair, the last time we went to see Kiss. I was really, I got really drunk because they made me buy like a bottle of wine instead oh, of a glass. Yeah. So, and you don't drink wine. So it was, it was down to me. And um, I rose to the challenge and uh, so Chugged perhaps it. my memory of the quality is, could be slightly off, but. Well, we're not going to put anyone off going to see Kiss now because they've. They've handed in the towel, haven't they? They've stopped touring. Well, yeah, but they say that, don't they? Yeah. Um, I remember you got really annoyed with those men in front of us who literally just talked. It's like you've, they were like, you've spent like 100 quid on tickets and you've just come out to have a chat. They were just having a chat the entire time, like just chatting. Like the way you chat if you were... On a bench in a park, people watching. Like you, you're watching the people, so you, your eyes are sort of watching the people and you're watching people go by and live their life. But you're chatting. You've gone there to chat with your mate. And that's what they were doing through the entire thing. And having to raise their voices so they could be heard over the fucking sound of kiss. So weird. Just go to the pub. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Odd. Um, yeah. Do we sound like... Angry old people shouting at clouds. They were older than we were. They were like middle-aged blokes that you'd see in a pub. And you're young, this was a sprightly, I was a little younger than I am now. Right. Um, Wasp head into the UK. Okay. It's exciting. Um, they're releasing a single called Mean Man. On the mean capital man. Mean Man. Taken from the Headless Children album, the song has been written by Blackie as a candid and witty tribute to Wasp guitarist Chris Holmes and include the lyric, I'm a tattooed madman, I'm hell on wheels. <laughs> it's backed with a cover of the Jethro Tull tune Locomotive Breath, which will not be included on the album. And uh, it comes in purple vinyl. Nice. Um I don't know if you remember Chris Holmes, the kind of hulking great guitarist. Uh, if you watch... Um, I thought you meant that all commercialised. What was that? Who's he? That's Chris Needham. Right, OK. Chris Close. Needham, though, probably really liked Wasp. Right, OK. Uh, but if you remember uh, when we watched The Decline and Fall of Western Civilization Part 2... Uh, he was depicted as being uh, in a swimming pool, drinking like a bottle of vodka and like abusing his mum. 
We need to watch uh, that. We need to. I mean, we saw baby. that film years and years and years ago, and that's basically what Chris Holmes is best known for. Okay. But I thought it was very interesting that they did a Jethro Tull song, um, but it's not great, their version. I mean, it's fine. It chugs along, but, uh, you know, their version of The Real Me by The Who is better. We should um, we should shout out our friend Stimbot5000, who's uh, provided the uh, interface that we can actually use uh, better microphones. So Very uh, kind of him. Thanks, Stimbot. Uh, he is the owner and creator of the Breakfast in the Ruins podcast. You should all go and listen to... Another podcast recommendation. Another podcast recommendation. If you like Michael Moorcock novels or any like weird horror pulp stuff... Definitely go over and listen to Breakfast in the Ruins. I think most of our audience comes from there because I was on his show, right? And I publicised ours, and our that's when our downloads went up. Basically, <laughs> that's the only Pity. the only spike we've ever had was uh, when I went on that show, and people obviously just listened to the first one and thought, "Well, you know, what am I going to learn from this?" What a load of nonsense! A load of nonsense. Okay, so I got a, I got a fun story for you here. Uh, Kansas Aerosmith in secret British shows shocker. Unpublicized gigs at high security American air bases. American pomp rock stars Kansas have secretly flown into the UK to play shows for US servicemen and women working on American military bases. And among the American bands said to have appeared in the past, a legendary Aerosmith. Uh, the shows seem to be shrouded in secrecy. The bands have flown in and out of the UK and are transported around by the US military. The recent Kansas tour took place late last year and the band also visited American bases in Iceland, West Germany and the Azores. An unnamed source has told Mayhem that he attended the Kansas show and also a show by Aerosmith at an American airbase situated in the UK. Aerosmith is said to have played the show soon after the release of their Done With Mirrors album. Uh, the source revealed the band did undertake that the bands undertake these show on condition that they do not play any other gigs in established venues uh, and the shows are not publicised. Uh, we've been unable to uncover any further details, but if we do, we'll let you know. Uh, so that's Aerosmith before permanent vacation. Well, I was just so going to look at the... Um... Sort of, you know, just sort of coming out of their wilderness years, I guess. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I really liked that album. What what is the famous? Are there famous songs on Let that? Let the music do the talking. Okay. My fist, your face. <laughs> What's my fist, your face about? You'll find out. <laughs> um, lol is not condoning violence. That's um, <laughs> just a joke. Um, the reason a dog. What a weird title. <laughs> Gypsy boots. She's on fire. The hop. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay, it. they're not. On classics, are they? Nah. Maybe when they got into their proper 80s success, they stopped playing military bases. I like that the whole thing then was they were told that they couldn't talk about it. It was all shouted in secrecy. And then they're saying, we don't know much. It's like, well, no shit. You've just, <laughs> you've just said, you've just said, basically, you're not going to get um, information because it was a secret. So Obviously. if you served in the American military and were posted in uh, Europe in the mid-80s and you went to see Aerosmith at a secret gig, uh, please let us know. Cause That'd be cool. I'm, 
Yeah, I, I do like a mystery. Yeah, but maybe they all had to sign an NDA and they can't tell the, us. the audience? Yeah. It's possible, I suppose. You don't know. Military Secrets Act. Exactly. Um, sick as a brick. American thrash band Intense Mutilation, who claim to be, quote, metal's sickest band, have completed work on their debut album entitled Safe Sex at Valley Stream Studios in New York. The band, which features the doubtless formidable talents of Pungent Vomit, Fetus and mm. Jack Shit, hope to release the album in the spring. So there's a picture of uh, Intense Mutilation. Do you want to describe what they look like? Oh, um, one of them looks like what I used to dress up as a witch in Halloween. <laughs> Been back, and then just I don't I don't know how they to look like really that. gross, old fashioned Halloween costumes. I mean, if you saw them looming out of the darkness, you you wouldn't like it, would you? So we've got communication. Okay. Having read your 100 greatest heavy metal albums of all time, I think I can safely say it is the biggest pile of shit ever to be seen in your magazine. How can Def Leppard's Hysteria be number six? Well, Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast is only number 65. It's beyond me. That's from Andy Richardson in Folkestone. Yeah, but they always get angry at any list. That's, that's typical. So we've mentioned um, For the Love of Horror before, haven't we? We have. The um, horror convention. So they've got a guest announcement. Okay. Um, Scott Ian from Anthrax. Wow. Is going to be there. So if you like Anthrax, head on down. I mean, I saw that they posted the other day, who likes heavy metal? <laughs> yeah. Some people are saying it could be Alice Cooper. I'm glad it's not because that would stress me out. Um but yeah, what, so what capacity is he there in? Just that um, he's famous and he likes horror. Yeah, it doesn't say that he's going to be. It doesn't say whether it's just a photo, right? Um, they do have an after party, so under that might it's be. Yeah, who knows? But um, so that is. Relevant. Well, they had Corey Taylor there a couple, couple of years ago, was it? Was it last year? No, no. I think it was year the year before. before. Well, maybe he's, maybe he's playing. Yeah, he might be. Um, I mean, if we get our pictures taken with Scott Ian, that's a legit thing for this podcast, isn't it? Um. Yeah, but I'd have to tell him that I'm not really a big Anthrax fan <laughs> and then that would get awkward. <laughs> And he'd be like, why, why are you here then? I'd be uh, like, podcast, mate. I, I never was, but like listening to them for this, they had some really good songs. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like proper thrash, but I don't think you hear much about them these days. But they were one of the big bands this time. Like, yeah. They've got a song about Judge Dredd. Like, okay. that's, you know, to me as a teenage boy, that was very exciting. Like your music to be about the things that you're interested in, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, ish. Actually, no. 
No. Does it ruin it for you? No, it just... I don't think it's a necessity. Name one Prince song that you like that's about something that's going on in your life. Bat dance. Oh, you're such a... Yeah. Uh, I will stand up for the Batman album. I've been listening to the song Paisley Park a lot lately. Yeah. I'll say that was the end of the sentence. <laughs> Is that your but, deep cut? No, no, yeah, really deep, man. It's... Have you ever heard of Prince? This guy called Prince. <laughs> you, you might not have heard of him. A um, couple of albums... But um, we got too many hits. Um, the song Paisley Park is really good. Like, I know that's an obvious thing to say, and it's really stupid and pointless. But you know how you go through phases and you really like a Prince song and then you like another Prince song? Um, that's the one I'm listening to at the, what, at the moment. What album is that on? Um, isn't it on Around the World in a Day? Uh, I don't know. Oh, my God. Uh, what's good about it? Um, it's just good. Just good. Yeah, it's just good. It is on around the world in the day. Nineteen eighty-five. So there you go. Um. If you don't like Prince, then you're wrong. <laughs> try, try again. Try harder. Uh, we've got an article about the Choir Boys. Nice. Uh, it's called Sloshed in Hollywood. <laughs> okay. Uh, in London, the Choir Boys have now been out of order on both sides of the Atlantic thanks to their new record label flying them out to LA to, quote, meet the folks and have a drink. Uh, Shocker. <laughs> so this article is by Mick Wall. Um, and it's mostly about drinking. Um, so he's talking about, oh, uh, Sharon Osborne is their new manager. No. Um, Sharon's done a great job already. Before she came along, I don't think it really clicked with the MI or Capital. Sharon came along and renegotiated the whole deal. What kind of deal are we talking about? Worldwide for seven or eight albums, something like that. Quote, I don't know what it is exactly, but it's one of them deals that, you know, how ZZ Sputnik were always going on about how they got so much money out of the record company. Well, our deal is fucking triple the size of they could have ever fucking dreamed of. I mean, I don't know how he knows. This is uh, Mick Wall talking to Spike from the Choir Boys. Didn't you tell me in LA that you had to leave the meeting you're having in ca with Capital to be sick in the toilets? Mm -hmm. Quote, aye, it's true. He grins sheepishly. And not just one meeting, every single meeting which we had with Capital, it became a tradition. Every time I met someone new from the record company, I had to go and throw up. And I was quite polite about it. I just got up and left the room. And when I'd finished being sick, I went back in and carried on the meeting. It's not as if I collapsed face first over their desks. Actually, it's really funny all all that because in America, when you meet someone important from the record company, they shake your hand and look you straight in the eye to see if you're doing smack. They can tell by the eyes, which is why we always wear shades. Ha ha ha! <laughs> Only kidding. It is a miracle that um, he is still with us, and <laughs> also really good at singing still. Yeah. Um. It, yeah, it does seem to be their um, their USP that they just drink loads. I can get behind that. And they're sort of they talk a lot about uh, humble pie and Rod Stewart and the Faces and all these bands that they're sort of following in the in the lineage of, who were also really really well known for just being pissed all the time. 
Uh, and this this article is mostly about Ginger leaving. Um, your mate's really into Ginger. Ginger went on to form the Wild Hearts, and he was in the Choir Boys, but they basically booted him out. I was going to just read this out, but I'm going to get you to a little bit of a quiz. Oh, God. So in 1983, the week in metal, the first annual Miss Nude Heavy Metal contest organised by, can you guess? All of them. It took place in Los Angeles Um, in 1983. What colour's the hair? Um... Jet black and uh, blonde, and um, jet black and jet black. Uh, Vince Neil and Nikki Six. Uh, well, it was and Motley Tommy Crue. Uh, Organised by none other than Motley Crue, um, but it's been cancelled. Oh, Various official reasons are given, including not enough attraction. Idea. Unless you were like a fourteen-year-old boy and you thought it would be a really good idea. Um. Various official reasons are given, including not enough attractive nubile rockers registering, but the unofficial word is that it's down to a Los Angeles city bylaw prohibiting minors witnessing depravity. Well, that's fair. So, um, yeah, we were were robbed. Right, yeah, we were robbed. (laughs) I bet the people who signed up were a bit gutted. Um, I bet they just did it in private, didn't they? The crew. Maybe. Um, have we talked about the dirt? Uh, the book probably have, haven't we? No, the film. Well, we did a whole podcast about the oh, film. Okay. Do you remember? Oh. <laughs> no, I don't. I've not got a problem. I've just got memory issues. Just... <laughs> because we talk about a lot of stuff a lot, and we talk about a lot of stuff a. A lot. <laughs> and that was meant to sound sort of different the second time it came out. But, you know, like we talk about Motley Crue a lot and we talk about Lost Boys a lot. So if you tell me, oh, do you remember we talked about Lost Boys? I'll be like, well, but when? Because we do it every day. So I, I can't distinguish. Well, And I've got memory problems. Ultimately, we'll record everything. and uh... You're not going to have a clue when I start to have actual memory problems, are you? Because... It's going to be very hard to tell. Well, when you do, you can just listen to these back. I'll be like, who's this? She's really annoying. (laughs) Who are these young scamps? (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah, no, of course, I remember that. Um, Shit. Oh, God, shit. Yes, no, we did. Yeah, we sat. And That's we watched it. it and we recorded it as we watched that it. That was it. Because I feel like we should have done it slightly differently. We should have watched it and then watched it on silent while we were talking about it, I think. Yeah. That would have worked out because we ended up just sort of staring at the telly. Yeah. No, okay. I'm back in the room. Well. I'm here. With the next time we do a film, that's how we'll do it. So we Better need to format. watch. Constantly di- be improving. Exactly. Yes. So we need to watch Decline of Western Civilization. We need to watch... Couldn't get any worse than what we're doing, but yes. We need to watch um, the Arena Heavy Metal special. Uh, what else? Lost Boys, obviously. This is sort of tangentially rock-related. I said yesterday we should watch Lost Boys and you didn't answer me. If we're going to do a podcast about it, I will 100% watch the 
Lost Boys. Oh my god! You want to suck the fun out of everything? <laughs> no, it is fun. You get to. But you're making it work. <laughs> it's not work. It's just a little chat. It's just a fun chat. That but sounds we... like when a boss would be like, "No, it's not just fun. We're just having fun." <laughs> um, there's a article about Gary Moore. Uh, we were talking about Gary Moore recently, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, this is mostly about his album After the War. Um, and apparently the Sun newspaper has said he's a millionaire, which is a constant source of mirth uh, throughout this article because I don't think he is a millionaire. Um, Why does that matter? <laughs> Why is it relevant? Well, I think if you're writing for the Sun, you want it to be as sensational as possible, don't you? So you just make shit up. Um, hot take. But if you tell me that a rock star's a millionaire, I'm not going to be anything other than all right. Well, you'd probably all assume right. that anyone who's on top of the pops is a millionaire, but very few of them were. Right. Okay. Um. So. One of the uh, songs on this album, one of the things they talk about a lot is there's this song called Lead Clones, right? Um, an undisguised and very humorous poke at Kingdom Come in particular and other bands who rip off other bands and ideas in general. Not only is Lead Clones a clever and very witty criticism, but also a marvellous and intriguing song in its own right. Bits of Whole Lot of Love, Cashmere and other Zeppelin riffs. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne does lead vocals which doesn't really make sense because he doesn't sound like Robert Plant. And I listened to it and it just sounds like Kingdom Come. I mean, it's, it's he's having a go at Kingdom Come, who everyone said sounded like Led Zeppelin. And he's done this by sort of ripping them off while they're ripping off Led Zeppelin. So it's obviously the main thing they talk about in this article. Um, I put, you know, it, it, they're saying it sounds like the Beatles at the end. I put anything in there. I mean, what's Ozzy doing in there? He's not like anyone else, you know. Ozzy's got a gift. He opens his mouth and this noise comes out and it doesn't sound like anyone else at all. I mean, I think that's a pretty good description of Ozzy, isn't it? I was about to start singing Spiders uh, then and Do I stopped myself. Go for it. No. I was... My mouth re formed it, but uh, no, I stopped myself because I thought um, no one wants to hear that. And I maybe need to prep it a bit first. I wasn't sure exactly how it was going to come out. Probably very good and it would have been really, and you'd have gone, that everyone was really good. Everyone would have loved good. it. You would have thought that was really good and, um, you know, some gifts you've got to keep under your bushel. Well, if you do it well enough, people will just think we've cut in the actual record. 
See, my mouth started. I was just about to again. It stopped. Well, at some point, me. do it and I'll cut it in. Okay. Um. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> uh, he's also having a pop at the angry Malmsteins of this world. A lot of people are going to say, fuck you, you don't know what this is about because you've been around too long. But is this what modern guitar playing is about? I don't give a shit. It's very cold. It's not what modern guitar playing is all about. It should have some sort of emotion. And these guys should be in an orchestra or something. They're playing with a classical approach and they're turning guitar playing into a fucking competitive who's, sport. Who's shouting about this? Uh, Gary Moore. Oh. And he also talked about how he wants to do a blues album, which is the next thing he did. He did that album, Still Got the Blues. And right. I think he didn't really do any sort of heavy rock albums after that. He just became a blues player for the rest of his life. Good for him. Um, so <laughs> we've got, uh, in the classified ads, yeah. we've got musicians available. Bassist available. 24-year-old Swedish wild man seeks band on the rise with management and future. Good looks and great chops. Ten years playing. Contacts. Does great chops mean good singer? Or just like a good mouth? <laughs> I think great Or like mutton chops. Great chops means like you've got good skills at playing. In The Big Breakfast, um, they used to talk about mutton chops. Um, that's not an interesting sentence, but if you watch a big breakfast, I'm sure they did it. And I sort of imagine that. And now I'm saying it, I'm thinking, it's like, have I imagined it? It sounds like a Johnny Vaughan yeah, thing Johnny to talk Vaughan, about mutton chops. It would be like, ooh, mutton chops, and then like rub the side of his face like that. Um, so, but it, does it mean a good singer? No, no, it means like you, when you say someone's got good chops, it means like they, they've got good skills at playing, like he's got oh, that doesn't make any sense. tasty licks. I mean, you don't understand where it comes from. You sure doesn't mean good singer. Um, no, he says he's a bassist. What, and they're not allowed to sing? <laughs> he's putting himself forward as a bassist. What about bassist. Lexi so, Fox? Ah. Is he a Suck it. 24-year-old Swedish wild man? He could be Swedish. Actually, he's, he's not Lexi Fox, but he could be in Steel Panther because his name is Jay Tits. <laughs> That's tits with a Z. Of course it is. Um, J tits. J tits. J tits on the bass guitar <laughs> with my chops. J tits. Um, we should um, J tits. Look, if he's still going, he, can, he he's welcome to use that in in like a radio jingle for his um, bass lessons or whatever he does now. J tits for one night only. J tits. <laughs> J tits. Sorry, carry on. Otherwise, I'll just keep saying J tits. Uh, we got pen pals section. Now, if, you, if you'll remember, I said I was going to reach out to a few people from Did pen you? pals, um, and no one in this issue got back to me. And I really, I really User, wanted to get you in, ghosted in touch with Marianne Ballard from Birmingham because. Her ad is, hey, girls, if you live in Birmingham and want to form a girls-only rockers gang, get in touch now. Nice. Which, I want to hear that story, you know, yeah. that sounds like... I bet they did. I bet they caused fun and chaos. Birmingham girls-only rocker gang, that sounds brilliant. Uh, there's also a crazy female sleaze bag, 17, into GNR, Aerosmith, Fatty Pussycat, Cinderella, Dogs to More, LA Guns, Hanover Rocks and many more. It's 
Big um, old shame that it's 2024, isn't it? Yeah. And people aren't uttering that sentence in a pen pal letter anymore. There's also a female veggie, and you didn't get many of those back in the 80s, 20, loves Judas Priest, T-Rex, Guns N' Roses, Heart, Georgia Satellites, and most HMHR, but not thrash. Also <laughs> loves sword and sorcery, boogieing, panthers. Just panthers the animal. Well, who doesn't like panthers? I like panthers. Uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't get in touch with her because it just says Jackie, so... You need- what you can find Jackie on the internet. <laughs> Jackie, Jackie in Belfast, if you're listening. Right, and, and then you ask each one, "How do you feel about Panthers?" And then the one who goes, "I like them." That's her. You idiot. I did. I did get some people replying to me, but no one from this issue. I reached out to some people in Quran contacts. Okay. Um. And was it them? Yeah. Yeah. So weird. I mean, should we go through that now? I mean, I mean, I have to find Quran contacts. Um, no, we'll do that in the next. We'll do one. it. Well, we need to do Quran contacts because that's an. If you, I don't know if you know, but it's like, um, they just put out a magazine with no editorial content, whatever. It was just lists of pen pals and letters, so right. no one had to write anything. They just printed, you know, letters on. It's like a clip show, isn't it? Yeah. Lazy yeah. day for the Kerrang lot. But obviously Kerrang was doing so well at the time they could put out Clip any old tat. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's something about a Scandinavian uh, band called Pussy Galore. Can you guess how they describe themselves? What sort of genre they'd be? Um, glam metal? Glam Glam trash rockers, yeah. Uh, there's a uh, band called Slavery from Cornwall. <laughs> Can you okay. guess uh, what kind of genre they are? Um, hard rock thrash? Uh, grindcore. Oh, never have got that in a million years. Um, I don't think I've ever said grindcore until just now. Um, what is grindcore? It's like sort of napalm death. That sort of really. Oh, no, it's not my cup of tea, is it? <laughs> I'm more the faster pussycat nonsense. Well, you're yeah. like Jackie, aren't you? You like most HMHR, but not thrash. Yeah, I'm like Jackie. There's a band called Tannalorn from Bristol. Tannalorn and Jade Tits. <laughs> so, to give you a bit of context, Tannalorn is a fabled city from Michael Moorcock books. Ah, what a full circle. Full circle. Loveliness. But what genre do you think Tannalorn might be? Smooth. Smooth rock. Uh, they are progressive rock. That's not that different. You're singing about magical swords and shit. Yeah. Um, and also there's a Worcester-based band called Prophecy of Doom. Okay. Do you um, want to guess what they are? Thrash. They're thrash, yeah. yeah. So well done. See, I told Thanks. you... Uh, you were good at some of these quizzes, if I just get the right questions. But then anyone would be good at quizzes if they just had the right questions. I mean, in the in the uh, records reviews, there's a band uh, reviewed called Mournblade. Mournblade is also something from Michael Moorcock books. How weird. It's the sister sword to Elric's uh, Stormbringer, the uh, soul-sucking black sword. Um, so I think Michael Moorcock is a... I mean, really, just go and listen to Breakfast in the Ruins, you know. 
Yeah, sack this shit off. And not, not. Well, I am on some episodes of. Yeah, that. miss those ones. Go to the good ones. Go to the good episodes where you're <laughs> yeah, not he there. Talks, he talks to proper people. He talks yeah. to like actual musicians and writers and stuff. And then when then he, he has his pity episodes, <laughs> he gets you in. He gets me in. Yeah, when uh, no one else is available. So we got to the Vixen article. Okay. I mean, give give me your like. What do you think of you know looking at them? Yeah, they look good. Because people were saying at the time they just use sex to sell their music, but I don't. Why? Get because that they're literally women. Well, they're literally women, right? But they're not undressed, are they? They're very covered up. They're very covered up. I mean, they look more like poison than anything else. You know, they've got like poison like hair. Got, you could paint trousers like that. Yeah, probably could. You should do that. Don't well, steal this idea. If you, actually, if you're listening, do, paint them. Do you want? I don't care. But um, I think painted trousers has been invented. Painted trousers. Jated. No, they don't look sexy. I mean, I'm not saying they don't look sexy. Oh, God. Should we? Minefield. Should we reach out to Jated? Uh, yeah. I feel, I feel like he's what this podcast needs. <laughs> needs something. Uh, did you know... In German, vixen means wanker. Oh. Uh, that's one of the things I learned from this article. Did they know that when they chose the name? Uh, I don't believe so. Um, so how have the male audiences been reacting to you? Have the rampant little buggers been proper gentlemen? Mm, yeah, says Jan very suspiciously. We didn't know what to expect over here because we heard scary stories. Roxy, yeah, like throwing things on stage, but so far we've only got underwear and a couple of beers. Ugh, the, men's underwear. The thought of men's wife fronts littering the place doesn't seem to conjure up quite the same picture as the lacy lingerie the graces of Tom Jones stage. I take it you mean men's underwear. Oh, yeah, they sing as one. Roxy adds some gruesome details. A pair landed on my head, right on my head while I was playing. And the guy that threw them looked all proud of himself, like, hey, that's my underwear. I don't know why you're telling me this. (laughs) I mean, this this is your absolute worst nightmare, isn't it? Absolute worst nightmare. Filthy clothes. Filthy, shitty pants in the 80s (laughs) thrown at you. Oh, my God. Um... I was surprised to see a visible keyboard player. Uh, Jan, if we hid the, if we had the keyboard player behind the curtain, then they'd think all of our stuff was on tape or something. Roxy, because there are songs where the keys are so obvious, they're right there and they start the song. We can't hide that. So they, they've got a male keyboard player. You never see him in the pictures. But, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. You think it's just Interesting. four sexy women. Do Vixen look at other all-female bands, i.e. British Britain's No Shame and LA's Precious Metal, as direct competition? Roxy, we think it's cool, but we look at our competition as Van Halen, Bon Jovi and Cinderella. First and foremost, we're a rock band. Jan, although we were kind of thinking that one of the future monsters or monsteresses of rock should have some females on there. Lita Ford, Pat Benatar, Joan Jett, Girl School. And who's the other one? Oh, yeah, Vixen. I mean, that's a little gag because they are... I I, I think we all got it. Um, So I won't name names, but there are some female rockers who maybe try to sell sex and it turns off a lot of audiences, especially the female audience. Females aren't offended by us because we're not relying on sex. 
And I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, I mean, I, I think I think they had some bad press from people who just didn't like the fact that it was women playing music. Yeah. But uh, generally, you know, this he might very Thoroughly nice ladies. lovely ladies, <laughs> <laughs> very talented, very good singers. Beautiful hair. Do you know um, "Edge of a Broken Heart" was written by Richard Marks? No, didn't know that. No. Well, there's your there's your vixen fact for today. Just the one. Um, facts. F- facts. Vax. Vax. Vix. Vax. Vax. Vix and facts. Just sounds facts. like sounds like you're saying vaccine, though, doesn't it? Facts. Right. Well, uh, I'd say vaccine, you know. So what have we learned? Um, that we definitely did an episode about the dirt. <laughs> episode seven. If you want to listen to it, don't bother. And. Um, it's obviously yeah, it's obviously really good if I can remember even not doing it or words. <laughs> well, it words. Was nearly, nearly a year ago, we started this podcast. Nearly a year ago, you'd have no. thought we'd have got better by now. If all goes to plan, this episode should sound slightly better. Okay, but you just mean by sound, not actual <laughs> content, don't you? Uh, Key I, difference. I think you can hear the utter shite content. In better quality. That's what you're trying to say. Um, and on that bombshell, okay. <laughs> we'll leave you. Jane Toots. Jane Toots out.